Once again, to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast, I'm Chris Levine, and I will be your host today. We will be tackling the concept of psychological projection. What is this? What is the phenomenon known as psychological projection? Well, the My Therapist website helps us here, and I love the illustration. It says the best comparison we can make to projection is a movie theater. In a theater, you see a big screen. That's where you see the movie. But the movie itself isn't coming from the screen. The movie comes from a projector located in the back in a small area. Sometimes you might not even notice the projector. Similarly, psychological projection is when someone tries to put their feelings put their flaws or other quirks towards someone else, usually someone they're arguing with. Someone who projects will shift the blame to ignore their, their own problems. In other words, you can't blame the screen for the movie that's being projected on it. The screen is just there. It, it, it has no choice what the projector plays. Whether it decides to show rear window or break in two electric boogaloo on it, it's at the mercy of the projector. Psychological projection is just like this. And we've experienced this. Also, to be fair, we probably have done this to somebody else too. You see, when people are mad, oftentimes they, they just blame. Sometimes it's so ridiculous, but to them... When they are in that state, it makes perfect sense. People do this all the time. Bad day at work, bad day at school. Some people come home, they take it out on their family. It's easy to do while it's not fair at all. You know, like, it can get way out there. Like, if you would have let me go back home and change into my lucky shirt, the team would have won. So now it's your fault somehow that the team lost. If you wouldn't have done the Heimlich maneuver on me at the restaurant when I was choking to death, I wouldn't have been late to work. <laughs> because you were on the phone with me and I chose to be in the back of the house on my bed talking to you on the other end, I didn't hear the ice cream truck. Now, I don't have a popsicle, and it is all your fault. Projection. You know, I'm starting very light with this because projection can get really dark. Spouses, for example, along with relationships in general, can make this a much more serious thing, not a funny thing. Some people are really good at molding others to believe things about themselves through projection that aren't close to being true. People can control other people through projection. Example, an alcoholic spouse may successfully convince their spouse that if they didn't do this, or if they didn't do that, 
that they themselves wouldn't drink so much. Again, it's it's not any fault of mine. It's your fault. Abusive people convince victims that it's somehow their fault. It's sadistic. It's so wrong. How many times have we seen people continue to live, for example, with abusive spouses, and, and, and we think, well, why don't you just leave? Well, in many cases, it's because these ones have been convinced that's their fault, that they're the problem, or that they or their happiness don't matter. So essentially, there's more than one kind of abuse taking place. There's the physical abuse, and then there's the psychological projection. There's a website called A Conscious Rethink, and it gives us eight common ways that we often, as people, do this to other people. I'm going to go ahead and quote it. The first one is attraction to someone other than your partner. It states that their inner values tell them that this is unacceptable. So what do they do? They project these feelings onto their spouse and accuse them of being unfaithful. So now there's a justification for your own bad feelings going on by saying, essentially, again, it's your fault. Here's another one. Body image issues. When you look in the mirror and you regard your reflection as in some way imperfect, you might choose to overlook these so-called flaws by taking every opportunity to spot the same ones in other people. The third one, disliking someone. You know, when we're young, we tend to get along with most people. And this desire remains a part of us as we become a teenager and as we grow even older than that. Uh, to put it another way, if, if you dislike Chris, but are not willing to consciously admit to this, you might convince yourself that it's Chris who doesn't like you. People do this all the time. This does something. It protects you against feeling bad for disliking Chris, no matter what your reasons are. Let's face it. If you had to really say why you disliked a person, for example, perhaps that person is charming and you or I not so much you'd come face to face with the qualities that you don't want to admit exist in you. What about this one? Failure. When we perceive ourselves to have failed at something, it's extremely common for us to, to push others to succeed in an attempt to deny our own failure. This is borne out, for example, by the parents who enthusiastically, <clears throat> sometimes overbearingly, encourage their children to try hard at something that they, in their mind, failed at. It mentions that ultimately it makes no difference to the parent whether the child actually wants to pursue these activities, because for them, it's a chance to make amends for their own shortcomings. I can't play the piano, but I'm going to make sure my son can. I was never really good at sports, but I'm going to make sure my daughter is. Projection. Lastly, we're going to note insecurity and vulnerability. Now, this is often the case 
with bullying behavior where the bully will target the insecurities of others in order to avoid dealing with their own issues or their own concerns. This is why usually a bully will look for the most vulnerable person who can be easily attacked without risk of emotionally painful retribution. It mentions too, interestingly, that it doesn't have to be the exact same insecurity that it's targeted. Often any insecurity will do. So the person who worries that they're not smart enough will pick on the lack of romantic confidence in another person who might target the financial anxieties of a third person. They're just looking for weak spots to make themselves feel better. That too is projection. Honestly, all of these and the concept behind everything we've talked about so far, to me, seems extremely cowardly. In all cases, the projector is hiding, even if it doesn't make any sense. I'll give you an example. Let, let, let's, let's, let's say this is not a true thing. I'm just putting it out there for illustration's sake. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's say my wife said, Chris, did you remember to pay the rent? Well, let's say I didn't. I panic and I say, no. Did you remember to water the plants? Projection. It has nothing to do with her question. I'm making myself feel better because I probably didn't do what I'm being asked of to challenge the other person. You ever see little kids who play hide and seek? I mean, really little kids and they're bad at it <laughs> and they're like totally in plain sight, but they think they're hiding like they're wider than the object that they're hiding behind, but they, they can't see you. So they think that you can't see them. That's kind of what this behavior is like. So like my comeback to what I was asked was little more than a lame hiding place rather than an actual defense. In addition to these cowardly techniques hurting others, something that really struck me when learning about this is that it really hurts you. We can't grow if we don't own our problems. You don't get better if you make everything everybody else's fault. Let's go pop culture. Bob Marley saying that you can fool some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time. This fits here. Some, like those who may be successfully manipulated by you, can't or won't see what you're doing. You will succeed with some people, but those you haven't worked on, those who view you objectively, usually see right through you. So two things happen essentially when we psychologically project onto other people in a negative way. Option number one, we're living a lie and we can't grow because we've made that lie our reality. Or option number two, people see right through us and they think that we're ridiculous and or pathetic. The thing is, in either case, who wants to live like that? What kind of a life is that? Imagine this. Instead, we don't pass the buck. We take accountability. We grow. Now what can happen? We can get better. People probably will start respecting us more because they're actually dealing with us, scars and all. It won't always be pretty, but it'll always be honest. 
apologies for things that are legitimately our faults often endear other people to us. Defense mechanisms and lying and or projecting generally only alienate these same people. They make us seem impossible. They make us seem shallow. And some may even say in extreme cases that these are some of the basic roots of essentially becoming a sociopath. So let's try a couple exercises together to see if we can't just take the high road, see what we learn from this projection podcast. Okay, you ready? You're mad because something happened at work. You come home and your spouse asks, in a very non-threatening, in a sincere way, how your day went. Well, you couldn't yell at your boss if you wanted to keep the job. So you say to your spouse, how do you think my day went? You have this easy life because I'm the one that has to go to that stupid workplace. Why do you have to attack me the second I get home? Or what if you were better than that? What if you didn't project your bad day on your spouse and you did this instead you know what I had a rough one today I'm not sure I really want to talk about it right now or better yet you know what you could do you could talk about it if you have a mature significant other that may actually help the situation and who loves you talk about it but but even if they can't help no matter what none of it is their fault don't project it on them as though it was. How about this one for parents? You get a bill in the mail that you were not expecting. You have no idea how you're going to pay this bill. You're nervous. You're mad. You're frustrated. Your toddler runs into the room. You say, stop running in this house. How am I supposed to think with you around? They didn't do anything. You could, though, instead take the high road. The bill is bothering you, not the child. You are just projecting your frustration onto that child. How about doing this instead? Focus on the fact that you have a happy, energetic child that you love that ran into the room happily. Hug them. Remind yourself for a few seconds of ultimately what's important. Then handle the other stupid business with clarity. If we don't take the high road in both of these cases, we are not only projecting onto our spouse and onto our child, but we're potentially damaging both of them by making them feel that somehow they've done something wrong by simply existing. But if we do the better option, if we don't project, if we're mature, if we keep it honest, if we grow from it, they are happier, they are healthier, and so are we. Isn't that better than falsifying our identity to calm down our ridiculous and overcompensating ego and its often subsequential lameness? You tell me. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher, when we present you with a Spotify playlist that is truly, truly full of itself. Joking. Good songs, they're here to musically illustrate the theme that we're talking about today. We have for you this time around 
a refresher podcast projection. Oh yeah, project this playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash projection. Oh yeah, project this. And you'll, you'll, you'll pull this list right up. Track number one is by one of the pioneers of electronic music. And they're not very, very well known. You don't hear them on the radio. The name of the band is Fad Gadget. And the song is called Scapegoat. Number two, the Jacksons with a song that tells us that no, we can't blame it on the sunshine, can't blame it on the moonlight, we can't blame it on the good times. Instead, we have to blame it on the boogie. God bless the 1970s, am I right? Song number three, My Fault by The Faces. I love how Ron Wood and Rod Stewart, they take ownership on this. It's my fault. That's top drawer, boys. I also like how they both have the exact same hair as each other and have kept it that way for longer than I've been alive. Song number four. By the way, this is a reggae-rich mix this time around. The first reggae song is the next one. It's by the Congos with the track Don't Blame It on I. Song number five. I'm Holding You Responsible by the Brides of Funkenstein, which, by the way, you're welcome. Song number six, another reggae gem. You Make Your Mistake by Carlton Livingston and Lone Ranger. Number seven, Creedence Clearwater Revival with Before You Accuse Me. Number eight, Pass It On by Jimi Hendrix. This one was a live version from Berkeley. Number nine, third reggae song by UB40. As always, you were wrong again. Isn't that great? They, they wrote a song. What are we going to go with this time? Let's call it, as always, You Were Wrong Again. And number 10, People Who Criticize by James Brown. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash projection. Oh, yeah project this. We would like to welcome some new listeners to our program. Again, I I can't fathom how this is happening, but I'm so, so glad that it is. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners here in the United States to join the rest of them in San Diego, California. Welcome. As well as in Yuzuma, Finland, and in Argau, Switzerland. Explain this to me. This is so, so cool. Thanks so much out there, and welcome to Refresher. Listen, all, this, this show would simply not exist without you. If you could, all do me a favor, and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, people you think would like it. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, 
If you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It could be as little as 99 cents a month. That's only if you're inclined. If you are, that would be great. But whether you do that or whether you don't do that, please don't worry about it. This is your show. You enjoy it and you feel free to listen whether you do that or not anytime that you want. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for a Refresher. Able to fit in an extra an extra podcast this week. We are really happy about that. That doesn't always happen. This is the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast called Refresher. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We appreciate you. See you next time.